What's going on, guys? This is Gary. This is Josh. Let's talk soccer. All right, so today is the 26th of November. If you live in the United States, you're two days away from Thanksgiving, so happy early Thanksgiving to all of our U.S. listeners and uh, social media followers. If you have not yet found us on social media, go to Instagram, search for Let's Talk Soccer, and that's us. That's us. So almost 34,000 now. I think we're just a few hundred away from hitting 34,000 followers, which is pretty phenomenal. So thank you guys um, for all of your support. So what I figured we would talk about today, we can do a real, real quick recap of Game Week 13 because we need to leave that in the rearview mirror. We have a lot of football to be played over the next, say, 12 or 13 days. We have four Premier League teams playing Champions League between Tuesday and Wednesday. We've got three more Premier League clubs playing Europa League on Thursday. And then we go into a 10-day period where each team will play three matches. So it's a lot of football. It's a lot. So what we need to talk about is how to um, how to staff your... We'll get to that in a moment. <clears throat> Let's take a real quick look back at um, how we did in game week 13. The average was 25 points. I was 121. Our game week rank was 476K, and here's how it broke out for us. We had Pope and goal with nine. Alexander Arnold let us down again with two points, really beginning to question whether or not we need him in our club. It's a lot of money for a little output. We had Chilwell with eight, which was very nice. Lundstrom with three, even though he had an attacking return, he had an assist. Um, goals allowed. Uh, yellow card only took him down to three, so pretty much worthless, really. De Bruyne with a goal got a seven points. McGinn only three, had a couple opportunities, but Grelish certainly... Uh, out of the two is the attacker to get, it seems. Sterling, our vice captain, only two points, but we're going to stay uh, faithful to him. Mane with nine. Mount with only one came on for a little uh, appearance towards the end of the game, which is unfortunate because we had Swanchu first on our bench with six points, so we missed out on that. Abraham with just two points, and our captain, Jamie Vardy, comes through once again with 24 points. So, we are now... At, let's see, we have 775 points total. Not too bad. Our overall rank is just under the top 59,000. So, making good progress. I think it's our third or fourth uh, week in a row with a green arrow. So um, Yeah, if we get a green arrow, you can't really complain. No, definitely cannot. Um, so, let's see. Let's talk about game week 14. First, let's just talk about, and we posted this list on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. Let's talk about um, players that are maybe more sure things. We call them picks. Uh, and then players that are a little bit more of a risk. Sometimes they can be differential players, and we call those punts. So here's our picks for game week 14. Tammy Abraham at home for West Ham. Been a little bit quiet. Recently, again, had a blank in game week 13, but we know this guy can score. Yes. 
I would even say he's a, a strong potential player for the captain's armband. Yeah, you you can never really uh, sort of you can never sort of write him out. No, especially you know Chelsea playing at home and that that attack. Uh, they just keep coming at you and coming at you. So certainly he is sort of at uh, at the tip of that attack, and you would think would be. Um, on the end of a goal, one way or another, whether he's uh, giving or uh, receiving that final pass. We have Mosala. He was out injured, uh, but this is presuming that he is fit, and maybe we'll see uh, in Liverpool's uh, Wednesday uh, Champions League game whether or not he's fit. But assuming that he is, uh, we like his chances at home to Brighton. Yeah, he's a pretty good option. Uh, he's usually pretty reliable. Especially yep. at home. Yep. He and Mane seem to sort of trade off good weeks. Mane's had a couple good weeks lately, so stands to reason. Uh, just based on, based on the mythology of it all that maybe Mo is due. So, again, if he's healthy. Um, we mentioned that we're going to stick with Sterling, and we will. We like him away to Newcastle. With, uh, with Aguero out, and Pep has confirmed that Aguero's out, Sterling... Um, is a different player, and and for the better, if you're um, an owner of his. Let's see, we posted this recently. Just this season, when Sterling plays without Aguero, and it may be that Aguero doesn't play at all, or it may be that Aguero plays 20 minutes or less, we'll use that, Um, Sterling has produced five goals and one assist in four games. Very solid. So... Very solid. Um, Aguero will be out, according to Pep, for at least a few games with a muscle injury. So, um, you know, expect that we should see some good things from Raheem. And uh, Pep has even gone as far as to say that between him and Jesus, uh, he has a couple of good options at striker. So we may even see Raheem play in the number nine role. I don't know if that's better or worse for him. It may be worse because I think he likes that wing where he has a little more space to operate right in. But I would expect, especially um, to Newcastle, I would expect Raheem to put up some good numbers. Uh, next on our list is Sun at home to Bournemouth. Jose at the reins now. Um, you know, that, that new manager glow, that, you know, that new car smell uh, is still very uh, strong and present within the club. We saw what Man U did when OGS took the reins from Mourinho, ironically enough, last season. Uh, I would expect Spurs overall to just pick up their game. Yeah, it might not be for a, like a super long time, but at least right. for the near future. Expect that. Especially from someone like Son, who needs to impress. Yep, yep. Uh, you can definitely expect him to to be given it his all and to probably get a good return. I agree, I agree. And Son, uh, the ceiling on him is super high. Um, I actually like him better than Harry Kane as an option. And he's cheaper. Uh, Jimenez... At home to Sheffield, and while Sheffield have you know put up good numbers defensively this season, um, I just like Wolves at home, and Jimenez has seem, seems to have found his form. So I would take a chance on him. Not even a chance. I would go with him if, if the option presents itself. Um, I like Chilwell and the Leicester City defense at home to Everton. Everton have just been putting up blanks. They had a horrible performance at home this weekend where they blanked and uh, going away to Leicester City and Leicester City are just as a team on amazing form 
uh, and Chilwell both defensively can put up numbers, and then um, in the attack, he's been serving a lot of balls into the box. So <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if, if he gets an attacking return this coming weekend. Uh, two more left on our picks list for game week 14. Lacazette, away to Norwich. Uh, I would pretty much pick a striker for any team away to Norwich or home to Norwich, depending on. And Lacazette's found some good form. Uh, Aubameyang, a little weakened. Um, in his productivity now that Lacazette is back. So be interesting to see how Arsenal line up in uh, the Europa League match on Thursday, and that could dictate some things for the weekend possibly. And then lastly, um, I'm not a big fan of the direction that Manchester United are going in right now, although they did show some heart um, against Sheffield United this weekend with uh, coming back a few goals down. Uh, or a couple goals down. Um, if anybody's going to score, I think it's going to be Rashford. Yeah, he's actually been doing pretty decent this year. Uh, especially in his last, like, ten matches or so. Yeah. He's been giving up. He's been giving pretty good numbers. Yep. Uh, it's just, you don't really know what team's going to show up. Right. If they're going to score, I would have to imagine Rashford's going to be involved somewhere. All right. And then our punts, which are, again... A little bit of a risk, uh, maybe a bit of a differential. Uh, Danny Ings has been on amazing form lately for Southampton. He's cheap. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, again, um, at home to Watford, no reason he can't continue that form. Serge Aurier, uh, Spurs are home to Bournemouth. Again, we talked about maybe that, that new manager uh, lift that a club can get. And also, if you watched Aurier play uh, over the weekend, he, he was – playing high up the pitch and, and uh, creating a lot in that attack. Jesus, away to Newcastle with Aguero out. Almost certainly I would think Jesus is going to start. And when he does, it's his opportunity to knock Aguero off the top spot as Pep's number one striker and try to make a case for himself. So I would expect Jesus, who's also on penalties when he's in, to take advantage of that opportunity. I expect um, I expect Man City to go big in this game. Uh, Ozil, not a name that comes out of our mouths quite a bit, but away to Norwich. Um, again, if you watched Arsenal play over the weekend, he was he was fighting hard, and I think that something good will come of it uh, in Week 14. Bernardo Silva, off of his uh, one match suspension. We know he's a creator. We know he's creative. And, uh, again, like I said, I think Man City will go big. Yeah, Man City need to go big as well. They need to be attacking. They need to be pushing forward. Absolutely. He's a good option. Yes. And then um, De La Feu, another name that doesn't come out of our mouths quite a bit. As we said, we're not huge on Watford players in FPL. But um, away to Southampton, De La Feu has shown some good form. Seems like a good option. Okay. So let's talk about this. I mentioned excluding the um, the seven Premier League teams that have European action this week. Each club will play three games over ten days starting this coming Saturday. Um, we've posted this on Instagram. It is critically important now to have a decent bench. And it doesn't mean that you need to have, uh, you know, uh, Kevin De Bruyne sitting on your bench and spend a lot of money. <clears throat> it does need, mean that you need players, ideally 
three, your three out. Be your backup goalkeeper. Um, they need to be players that you can use because undoubtedly this coming 10-day span, managers will be forced, Premier League managers will be forced to rotate their squads to avoid injury um, and exhaustion, without a doubt. So um, having those bench players, not having to worry a lot um, about using just one free transfer to try to predict which one of your players will be rotated and which player you might want to bring in will actually start the upcoming game week. This way you have three or maybe even four options as far as backups go. And then you can make strategic transfers or strategically choose not to transfer and not be forced into something. So I figure what we do is go through some good bench options and we'll post this list on the let's talk soccer Instagram page too. Um, but again, our definition of a good bench player is one that, that starts every game, maybe most games, if you can't find one that starts every game, um, so that you can get those points. Even two points is better than no points. Yeah, worst thing's worse. <laughs> if you have a player who doesn't play, at least you'll have two points coming off the bench. And, right. Which is at least the goal, because if they play, right. they're good enough. Right, and like like Josh said, two points is 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 you know sort of what the expectation is. Anything on top of that is icing on the cake, which can happen. Um, you know, you look at uh, Greenwood over the weekend had a nice goal for Man U. Not a player on our list, despite the fact that he scored. That's a you know once or twice a season thing. So maybe he already used up his one opportunity um, this season. So not a regular starter. Not on our list. But here's our list. Um, so we know that most folks have Kelly, Button, Dendonker, Cantwell, and Greenwood on their benches. A couple of those make sense, and we'll list those out here in a second, um, and some don't. Button and Greenwood, I think, don't because Button never plays, and Greenwood rarely plays, or if he does, it's only for a handful of minutes. Yeah, we can't really get uh, sort of – Lured away by the fact that he scored this weekend. Right. It was, he played well, but it's right. not going to be a common occurrence. No. Um, so, we did some research. We looked at uh, players that are inexpensive in their positions because that's really what you're looking for in bench players. A player that you don't invest a ton in, um, that you're okay benching more often than not. But again, in the case where you need them, they're there for you, whether they're auto-subbed on or you intentionally put them in your starting 11. First up, we've got Connolly, uh, 4.5, maybe 4.6 million um, forward from Brighton. He's been out injured a little bit. I would expect he'd return to the starting 11. He's a pretty popular uh, bench player there. We mentioned Dendonker, uh, plays regularly for Wolves. Uh, not a huge points producer, but again, the two points is really... Uh, what the expectation should be. Put Brandon Williams on the list, and it's just for maybe the next couple or few games until Luke Shaw is fully back. It's definitely temporary unless <laughs> unless he performs really well. Right. Which he played pretty well against Sheffield. That goal he had um, was sick. But you, you have to think he's <laughs> probably not going to start yeah. when Luke Shaw comes back. I think he's a short-term strategy at best, again, unless he just keeps doing what he did. 
um, over the weekend. Next on the list is Kelly. Kelly is one that maybe if you have him already and you want to keep him, maybe do it for another couple games. It looks like Ward um, is out injured for a little bit of time, so I would keep an eye on those Crystal Palace press conferences and see um, see what happens uh, because he is um, not a permanent solution by any stretch. Rico, of course, is from Bournemouth, regular starter, actually gets some decent points. Um, Mousset, if he's not injured, or Mousset, if he's not injured, which he was over the weekend, but assuming that he's not, <clears throat> he's a great option there at striker as a third striker. Danny Ings, we've already mentioned. St. Maximin uh, for Newcastle is a 5.4 million midfielder. Um, maybe on that upper side of what you'd want to invest in a bench player, but um, but not too bad. Um, John Fleck, who had a great game for Sheffield United uh, this weekend, a 4.8 million pound midfielder, probably more on the defensive midfielder side of things, um, but at 4.8 million, if he can get you a couple points here and there. If he plays, the, and if he gets a little return yeah, he's a few con- game weeks. He's a consistent starter for sure. Uh, Pereira from Manchester United, a $5 million mid. Uh, Kovacic, Chelsea, $5.3 million midfielder. Mupay from Brighton, a $6 million forward. $6 million is right about as high as I'd want to go on a third striker unless you're getting one of the bigger names in there. Um, put Declan Rice down. He's a $4.8 million pound midfielder. He's not going to... You know, uh, go get you a big green arrow. But again, you're just looking for a couple of points here and there, and he can do that. Gundawan, regular starter, usually, sometimes not, 5.2 million pound midfielder. O'Connell uh, from Sheffield United, a 4.6 million defender. I think it's okay if you need to double up on Sheffield United because chances are, uh, defensively, because chances are you're not going to start O'Connell most games anyway. Um, Newcastle, Willems, 4.6 million. Defender Stevens from Brighton, a 4.5 million midfielder. Again, more defensively, not producing a lot of attacking returns, but he's a starter. Wijnaldum uh, plays most games for Liverpool, starts most games for Liverpool, and we know that he can score occasionally. So 5.4 million. It's a little bit on the higher side, but yeah. still he's pretty good. Yep. Um, Gazaniga, if you're looking for... A second goalkeeper, I think the Spurs goalkeeper at $4.5 million. That's as low as you're going to pay for a regular starting goalkeeper. Lloris still out for the foreseeable future. I think Gazaniga is a good option. few more here, guys. Douglas Luiz, a $4.5 million midfielder. He's on a decent amount of squads. Um, a, couple, uh, a couple more. We've got Kovacic. A couple more Chelsea midfielders. Conte at $5 million and Jorginho at $5.1 million. Not, not, neither, none of them are super attacking, but no. still yeah. usually start. Yeah, Conte has had a, a goal here and there recently, but yeah, um, that's that's the exception to the rule. You're not going to get a lot of goals out of those guys, uh, but you will get two points, uh, and maybe three if there's a clean sheet to be had. Tyrone Mings, a 4.6 million defender, another 4.5 million uh, pound goalkeeping option in Tom Heaton. Um, although their fixtures do get a little bit difficult in a pinch, 
you've got him probably good for squad rotation uh, with your goalkeepers too. Uh, we mentioned Dendonker. Uh, we've mentioned Rico and then Cantwell. Um, yes, he was <clears throat> he was in high demand earlier in the season when he and Pookie were you know couldn't stop scoring, and of course that's died down some. He showed everybody, remind everybody what he could do over the weekend with a great performance. But at 4.6 million pounds, um, again, as a bench player, you know you're going to get a couple points out of the guy. And you could even get a goal or an assist occasionally too. Um, he's definitely capable of doing that. So that's it. Really, you know, know the place of your and the purpose of your bench. And that is as a backup or the occasional rotation. So cheap is fine. Just make sure that those guys start. You, you know, going for a, a 4.0 million pound uh, goalkeeper or defender doesn't do you any good. Frees up a little bit of budget money, but it doesn't do you much good if you need them on for an auto sub. And starting now through really the end of the season, you will need that bench more than you have these first 13 weeks of the season because with games getting condensed into just a handful of days, um, like like we have coming up, to um, double game weeks and blank game weeks, uh, which are also unpredictable, you need you need that that backup. You need that last line of defense on your bench. Yeah, you need you just need something where you know, you pretty much just need a net where you can fall back on. It's exactly yeah, at, at worst. It's a perfect way to put it. Um, all right, guys, I think that's going to do it. Yeah, that's a lot of information. We will post it all. We've already posted some. We'll post the rest on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. And until next time.